in Sao Paulo in 2012. I spent some time volunteering in the favelas of that city. And the women I saw volunteering for charities over there and the way they upheld each other and their local community and inspired their local community to take action for each other was no matter how long I live, that will be the single most inspirational trip of my life and time of my life. From Positive Momentum, this is Meet the CEO, a show that takes you behind the scenes of the working lives of people who've reached what some might call the pinnacle of the career ladder. I'm Lindsay Ulanowski, a partner at Positive Momentum, and on today's show we meet Louise Cook, founder and CEO of the pioneering and award-winning charity Sharewear Clothing Scheme. With their mission to provide free clothing and bedding to people in need, Sharewear is the UK's largest provider of free-of-charge clothing to people of all ages in economic difficulty. Using a multifaceted approach, Sharewear offers the dignity of choice to 28,000 people a year and from its Nottingham headquarters supports people across the East and West Midlands, South and West Yorkshire and North London. Since its humble beginnings in 2014 and in spite of its lack of resources, Sharewear has supported over 81,000 individuals. In addition to helping those in need, Sharewear is also addressing clothing waste and is part of the circular economy by repurposing clothing and since 2022 they have diverted over 97 tonnes of clothes from landfill. Louise has won numerous awards from local authorities in Nottinghamshire for her contribution to the voluntary sector, having run the charity in a voluntary capacity for the first four years. More recently, the charity was named one of the Big Issues Top 100 Changemakers in 2020, and Louise was named one of the 50 most inspirational people in the UK by The Independent in 2021. As you are going to hear, Louise is driven by her passion and purpose and is a real inspiration. I'm absolutely delighted to have Louise as our guest today. And as always, I started out, as we do with Meet the CEO, by asking Louise why she became a CEO. Well, Lindsay, that's a great question to start with, because I think in my case, it's more how did I become a CEO, really? Because um, by accident is the answer. So I I do refer to myself as the accidental CEO. Um, I see myself very much more as a founder who set out to solve a problem that I'd seen in the local community by gathering some friends around me and just kind of setting out on a mission to solve that problem. As time went by and we realised that the problem was more far-reaching than we thought, deeper than we thought, and was going to need a longer sustained response, um, we evolved just organically into a registered charity and I found myself to be a CEO. So really, really by accident. And what a brilliant accident, Louise. You know, I think some of the stats that we already heard about at the introduction, you know, you've helped over 28,000 people um, in with their clothing um, requirements. And you've also um, stopped 97 tonnes uh, worth of uh, clothing going into landfill. So good job that you you did find your purpose and your, your calling uh, in life. So... Um, in in terms of becoming a CEO, um, obviously with, within a charity, you you have a lot to deal with day to day. What part of your day, Louise, is really sacrosanct? So, what do you preserve at all costs for you and your time? Well, within my actual working day, I don't think there is any part of it that's sacrosanct. But my working day can be like all day a lot of the time. But I think within the actual day, 
um, then I try to always have uh, some kind of meditative prayer-based reflection at the end of the actual day, every day. Um, and then kind of within the week, I try to build in time in nature into the week. You know, I know that's not into every day, it's into the week. And also complementary practices like Qigong and Reiki. I'm a Reiki practitioner, so I sometimes have to um, kind of... Um, make Reiki accessible to myself, perform Reiki on myself, if you want to put it like that. But Lindsay, I think if you asked my team what was the most sacrosanct part of my day, they would say my bath. <laughs> because I'm always I'm always saying to them that I've had another brainwave in the bath. <laughs> so um, maybe maybe I should say my bath. Yeah. But the time where you have your aha moments, as we like to say, a lot of people say that about the shower as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so really having that time out for your, your well-being and uh, time out for you yes. uh, is important for us all. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I, I know we've spoken before, Louise, about uh, particularly over the, the COVID period, but, but also beyond that, um, and and the challenges that the the charity faces day to day. I guess what's been the most challenging challenging event and situation that you've encountered as a CAO, and what did you learn from it? Well, I think the most challenging situation um, is is the one that I'm going through now and have been going through for some time, uh, along with other small charity CEOs, I'm sure. Uh, and as for learning, um, I'm constantly learning from it, um, learning how to cope with it, as apart from anything else, uh, because of course it's the perfect storm that small charities find themselves in at the moment, um, off the back of pandemic, um, largely off the back of Brexit as well, to a certain extent. Uh, and then in the middle of this cost of living crisis, if we want to call it that. And that is the huge increase in demand or need for our services, um, the huge increase in costs of running that service that everyone is facing, utility rises, diesel rises, at the same time as the huge reduction in the number of people able to volunteer. Um, so that's being caused um, by people's need to take part-time work in the hours that they would previously have volunteered. And there's been, a, globally, there's been a 60% reduction in volunteering, I was reading, for this for this very reason. And I think the way that refugees are being treated in the country at the moment is impacting that as well, because previously our team at Shareware had 65% uh, of our volunteer team were, were refugees. And um, the, the kind of... the the change in the way that they are being treated and the way that they are being housed and the pressures being brought to bear on them is having an effect on their ability to volunteer and contribute to their local community as well. And, and that's really impacting our service at Shareware in a negative way. But I think on a personal level, um, the most challenging situation I've ever had to deal with is also one that I'm dealing with currently as well on a day-to-day -day basis. And that is... Um, not being treated equitably by some people uh, based on um, being a woman, being in my 50s, and also uh, rapidly shrinking in height as well at the moment. So those three together have seemed to have the effect of me being um, disregarded, um, dismissed, and belittled by, by some people, both within the charity sector and externally. And that is that's an ongoing challenge for me. And I don't really know what I'm learning from it, to be honest, Lindsay. I'm 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 learning how to cope with it. I think, um, and I, I think what I have learned, uh, based on nine years of experience, is um, 
you know, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in the middle of setting Sherwear up. Uh, had to have active treatment and then five years of ongoing additional treatment as well. And then coping with the effects that that treatment has on your body for, for the rest of your life, really, uh, and on your on your mind as well. Um, I tried to tell myself that if I can cope, if I coped with that and can go on coping with that, then I can cope with some men, largely, um, who seem to disregard and uh, and dismiss what I'm, what I'm doing and what I have to say. Um, so yeah, that's quite a long answer, but it, that's a truthful <laughs> answer. I, I do, I do. Apart from the challenges that Shareware are facing as a charity, which are common with all small charities that are alleviating poverty, um, my personal challenges are, are based around that. And I, and I think, you know, from, from meeting you be, before, uh, Louise, you, you are an absolute in, inspiration in, uh, you know, your, you know, you put your personal uh, challenges to one side and do what's best for your charity throughout. And I think, you know, that that tenacity and, and what you have to do what's right for your charity is what what gets you through that. Um, and I think it was interesting. We were talking the other week about the uh, International Women's Day and, um, you know, equity being something absolutely key to that. And uh, I think we all have to just, support each other around us and I look at your team of uh, your three abled uh, strong women around you that support you at Shareware and that, that's clearly uh, what gets you through you're a really strong team of women and uh, doing the best that you can and um, just focusing on doing what's right for your charity so um, yeah all kudos to you and Louise on that so just building upon um, your team actually and um, what what's most influenced you in the way that you lead your team at Shareware? Well, my greatest influence in the way I lead the team and the way I live my life, I think, as well, is is another group of really strong women that I met in Brazil, in Sao Paulo in 2012. I spent some time volunteering in the favelas of that city. And the women I saw volunteering for charities over there and the way they upheld each other and their local community and inspired their local community to take action for each other was how no matter how long I live, that will be the single most inspirational trip of my life and time of my life. And so that, that's influenced, absolutely influenced the way I lead at Shareware. I don't like to use the word lead really. I just we just we run Shareware together. That's what I always think. Um, but I'm trying every day to replicate what I saw in Brazil. Yeah. And I guess that's where your mission uh at Shareware stems from you know, to provide yes, free clothing and bedding to people in need. Having seen the need for free clothing and bedding in 2013, the absolute inspiration on, well, what can we do about that and how can we do it What was what I'd seen in November 2012 in Brazil, yes. Yeah, brilliant. How inspiring, yeah. And um, I, I then, uh, I guess, building on what's the secret now to your um, effective executive team that you you have at show I think you've just touched on it there about <laughs> don't see about me being a leader but actually working together I think that's fundamental to you isn't it but what what is the secret to your your effective team at, at Shareware Louise? Well I think depending on the size of your organization it, it's about trying to run it together if you can uh, whilst having structure obviously and and hierarchy um, it, and trying to take decisions together as many as many decisions as possible instead of executive decisions being often made by one person and other people being asked to implement them. Um, if people if you want people to roll with your decisions, then you need to involve them in them. And that and that doesn't mean a tick box exercise in consulting them after you've actually already made your mind up. Um, it's about really involving them in decision and being prepared to. Um, 
to change your mind on based on what they think you should do, basically. That's really what taking joint decisions is about. So I think that would be part of the secret for our effective team at Shareware. And, and obviously listening to each other as well as your customers. Um, if you don't listen to each other, then you're not going to get listening to your customers right if you can't listen to each other. Uh, that's fundamental for me. Um, but also... I, this might be very unique to the small charity sector. I don't know. It might not. It's being being prepared to deviate from one line of action into another line of action. As long as you still have got your eyes on your, your you know, you're focused on your purpose and what you're trying to achieve. If you've set out um, um, a long-term plan, uh, but the short term looks very different, then you have got to be ready and able and willing uh, to deviate from that, and sometimes on you know on a regular basis, while still heading in the in the direction that you want to be heading in. Um, so yeah, I think all of those things are are secret to our effectiveness at Shareware anyway. And I think if you yeah, and I know you have listened to a few of them, but um, if you listen to the other series and meet the CEO, you will hear that theme of um, being adaptable and having to change direction. Whether you're a huge global corporate or a small charity, change is inevitable. And I think um, uh, every every leader would say the same thing, Louise, having that adaptability. Yeah. So, yeah, brilliant. And so thinking about what's, what's ahead for Shareware now, uh, what's the biggest change on your horizon right now? Well, the biggest change right on our doorstep is, is our growth. And the reason that we um, are committed to growth is because we want to go on meeting clothing needs, um, but on a larger scale across the country. So um, we know that 350,000 tonnes of clothing go into landfill every year in the UK. We know that globally, a garbage truck of clothing goes into landfill every second globally. Uh, but we also know that at least 20% of the people in the UK um, can't access their right to clothing, actually cannot afford to buy basic clothing for themselves and their family to not only flourish in life, it's not about getting that top job like people think it is when it comes to clothing and suits. It's about just functioning, basic functioning in, in life and fulfilling your potential and your children being able to access opportunities and everything that we all want for ourselves and our children. So we want to meet that need that exists in the UK through our uh, franchise networks that we've developed. Um, we opened our first franchise in Kent in March of this year. Um, it's going really well and we want to grow that network across every region of at least England and Wales as a minimum. Uh, but it's it's about how we achieve that growth sustainably without it impacting our core operation. Bearing in mind that our core operation um, is has very limited resources and uh, is working to absolute capacity as it is. Um, so that's that's the change that is right on our doorstep and it and it's as much a challenge as it is a, a change as ever at Shareware. <laughs> it ever has been so since day one. So yeah. Yeah. So really focusing on that, I guess that you've still got your primary goal there of um, serving in the community and, and the growth in what you do um, and finding the best ways to do that. So yeah. Brilliant. And 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 finally, Louise, um what three quick pieces of advice would you give to anyone aspiring to be a CEO? Now that you've been doing this for some time, what would be your your advice? Well, given that I call myself the accidental CEO, Lindsay, <laughs> this is an interesting one for me, uh, because my first piece of advice for someone aspiring to become a CEO is don't. Don't aspire to become a CEO. Instead, aspire 
to uh, meet a purpose, solve a problem, um, accomplish a mission, whatever your goal is, whatever your purpose is on what it what it is you've set out to do, aspire to achieve that. And if by achieving that, you need to become a CEO, then you do, and it was meant to be. But aspire to achieve that aim. Don't aspire to become a CEO for the sake of becoming a CEO, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that would be my first piece of advice. Um, my second would be um, to um, lead by purpose, which is connected to that. Um, lead by example. Don't ask people to do things that you wouldn't do yourself. And that a lot of that is about leading from the back. So I would I would uh, encourage people to try to lead from the back by pushing people forward. So we we hear a lot about empowerment, but you have to go a lot further than that. If you're really empowering your team, you need to enable them. And enabling them is something that you have to do every single day. And for me, enabling someone is done best from the back, is pushing them forward and challenging them from behind with your hand on their shoulder, saying, we've shown you what to do, now go ahead and do it. And and encouraging people to to not put limits on themselves and what they can achieve and allowing them to to see what they can achieve and pushing them to do it. Try to remain authentic throughout to yourself, true to yourself. Have an open heart, an open mind. And um, if you've really got an open heart, an open mind, you won't go far wrong. Well, I've def- definitely seen that when I've been on premise with you, uh, Louise, doing doing my bit to to help with the clothing uh, sorting when I've done my volunteering days. Uh, you yeah. can definitely see and feel that from your your team around you and uh, the respect they show you for that. So um, um, we could talk for hours, I'm sure. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on our Meet the CEO um, podcast today. And I'm really looking forward to uh, not only seeing the franchises expand, but some of the other charity um, great ideas that you come up for fundraising, one of which is um, a rather nice beer I think I'm going to enjoy in the coming weeks that you're launching. So I can't I can't wait to see that, Louise. So wishing the team all the best for the for the sustainable growth that you have ahead. Thank you. Thanks very much, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. Well, it's easy to see why the independent named Louise, one of the most inspirational people in 2021, her purpose shines through. And if that doesn't make you want to go and find out more about the amazing work Shareware does, then I don't know what will. Whilst becoming a CEO might have been accidental for Louise, as with so many of our guests, The advice about setting out to solve problems for customers, providing a service and keeping true to the business model should be what drives those who lead. And it's clear that Louise continues to lead by example and never loses sight of this in her role as CEO. I've seen firsthand how well she gets fellowship from her trustees to every volunteer who works with her. I was especially struck by the fact that as CEO, Louise faces the same challenges as many large corporates scaling sustainably, coping with rising operating costs, the shortage of talent or volunteers in Shareware's case and adapting to change. However, being her humble self, Louise also forgot to mention, as it's a given in her sector, the ongoing challenges of funding also never stops. Thanks again, Louise, for your candidness. It was also a good reminder for everyone to talk openly about experiences and challenges with being treated equitably. Thank you for listening and the Positive Momentum team look forward to welcoming you to the next episode of Meet the CEO.